Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, dear listeners, we are bringing that BOE, the Big Ope Energy. If you're from the Midwest, <laughs> have passed through here at some point in your life. You'll, for those who know, you know. The BOE, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, Pete once has nothing on us. <laughs> Oh my god. Yes, as two women who've grown up in the Midwest, we just thought it was time Mm. to engage our listeners in a healthy storytelling of the joys of growing up in America's heartland. A very polite one, we might add. Very. (laughs) There's the Southern hospitality, but then there's the Midwestern hospitality, and I'm going to ask you, Dia, as someone who has grown up in the Bible Belt and straddles the two worlds in a way, what do you think of Midwestern hospitality? I Midwestern hospitality is its own animal. Like, you can't compare it to anything because it's an understood fact that Southern hospitality really comes from a place of, I want to murder you and I can't, so I'll be polite. Midwest hospitality is just polite to the point of pain. Like, I I don't know how better to describe it than people are just nice because they they were raised that way. Like, it wasn't a we're nice to be outdoing each other. We're nice because that's how you're supposed to treat your neighbor. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That almost makes me sound self-righteous, and I don't want it to come across that way. But <laughs> Yeah, I, my, my politeness is self-righteous and purifying, <laughs> like the flaming sword of an angel. I will divulge a little fact. So we, we, we kind of keep ourselves pretty private, but we are born and raised in the Midwest, and me straddling the Bible Belt really leaves me only two states, and I refuse to be associated with Missouri. So I am from Kansas. (laughs) And there is a saying that is called Kansas nice. People are just nice in Kansas. And anyone who moves there or visits that is from out of state and is not used to that, it's like, what? what is your under... Why are you doing this? Why are you being so nice to me? Like, they don't trust it. And most Kansans literally are just like, Okay, have a great day, and then just move on with their lives. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Is uh, what's that place? Is Westboro located in Kansas? Westboro Baptist Church? Yes. Okay, because I'm thinking of the antithesis, that house, (laughs) the Rainbow House. That was, is that what it's called, the Rainbow House? Yes. Okay, also in Kansas, which I'm like, fantastic. We. As a collective, we do not claim the Westboro Baptist Church. Fair enough. <laughs> there are even the uber-religious in Kansas, which we do have, do not claim the Westboro Baptist Church. Let it be put on the record. <laughs> Let the record show that they are entirely on an island of crazy by themselves. Yeah, yeah, to which we wholeheartedly be like, be gone, foul demons. Honestly, yes. <laughs> With the pickets, yeah. But the niceness thing, it it really is so true. And of course, as with any place, there are caveats. Because mm-hmm. at least where I grew up, it was a very densely populated urban area. Right. So people can seem really intense and pissed off. And they are intense and pissed off. <laughs> Most recently, we've had such a big uptick in car-related crime, especially uh, road rage. So now there's PSAs littered all over the highway. Yeah. You know, with puns and, like, fun little things about road rage. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so incredibly sad. But I will say, that's more the heartland, you know, in the city, where people are in the zone walking fast. So I'm a naturally fast fast walker. Yes, yes. I think Vanessa Carlton was sitting in the downtown area as she was writing that. <laughs> through the piano. Sorry. No, very nice, very nice. 
Situational humor. I get it. <laughs> hey. But I will say, so that's where I get my fast walking speed. Uh-huh. And even if when I was just outside the city in the suburbs, people were really freaked out by it. Like, why are you walking so fast? And I'm like, why aren't you walking fast? I got things to do. I got places to be. See, I I feel like that's me in my car. Because the the fun thing about the Midwest is that driving is so much a part of our lives because everything is so far away that a Midwestern family will look and go, oh, that's a 14-hour drive? Let's go. Like, hand, Nothing. no thought. Don't even think about it. Mm-mm. <laughs> and so for me, I have lived in various places. I've lived in various cities or suburbs of cities, not just in Kansas, but outside of Kansas. And mm-hmm. so I drive very fast. I am someone that five miles over the speed limit is – that's standard. If you're not even going five over, why are you even on the road? <laughs> oh, God. You would hate me. You would hate me. But that's just – I lived in an area that was so open that it already took me two hours to get somewhere. I'm going to try and beat that clock. Okay. Listen, that's fair. <laughs> Did I tell you about the first time that I visited home when we were in grad school and I was doing 20 over the limit? <laughs> and i sure hope there's like a statute of limitations on that because this is essentially a recorded <laughs> confession <laughs> but no, listen no, no. like i wanted to cut my drive time commute and i did by an hour and it was baller but i was soaring on the highway like it was bad d my tires when i got rid of that car there was no treading left <laughs> but that's who i am driving in a blizzard no treads like throwing caution to the wind midwest Kind of Midwesterner, you know what I'm saying? It's like anyone who has ever driven on I-70, especially through Kansas, where there is nothing for hours at a time. Like, I don't even know why they put state troopers out on I-70 in western Kansas. There's no God. Like, you're just being a dick at that point. Like, let us go 20 over and get places. (laughs) It's easy money. I was driving through (laughs) another part of the Midwest, two states over. And I'll tell you this. So a friend of ours from grad school, Mm -hmm. he grew up in the state where we went to grad school. And he told me that on country roads, there's the default 55 miles per hour. Right. So when I was on this trip in another part of the Midwest, and there were cars gathering up behind me, and I would have been doing 70 However, there was a cop sitting behind me. And even then, I could tell the cop was like, go faster. (laughs) Even the cops wanted to go fast. But I'm like, cops, you're not paying for my ticket. And I know you're going to slap me with a ticket first chance you get. I ain't giving you the satisfaction. (laughs) So they went around and then I went faster. But, you know, I I need them to lead the charge. I'm not going to be the one to do that. Yeah, it's. It's a hit or miss when it comes to cops, I feel like, in the Midwest. Either they are also wanting to go 20 over and don't give a flying fuck as long as you're driving inside your lines and not on your phone. Because that's a big sticking point in the Midwest, I feel, is do not be on your phone in the vehicle. Girl, if you went to the state where I am from, especially the city where I am from, (sighs) weeping and gnashing of teeth, it's really gnarly because people are doing... 15 over the limit, texting, driving with their knees, and then have two babies strapped in the back. Like, that's that's the attitude. Oh, God. And also applying, you know, mascara as you're texting and driving with your knees. I don't... I don't know if it's a, a universal thing, but there are commercials with catchy slogans, at least in Kansas, when it comes to certain laws. So we have click it or ticket. Yeah, same. So wear your seatbelt. Drive sober or get pulled over. And then there was, I don't know, I think there was another one for texting, but it started with it can wait. Yes. Okay, so I think those are like universal federal PSAs. Okay. Because I, I couldn't remember, because I just see it a lot, because at the end it's always, you know, at least for the click it or ticket, it's Kansas law. Like, that's what it is. That's the whole thing. Yeah. But I didn't know if other people used it like, it's Ohio law or it's 
<laughs> it's California law. Like, I don't know what yeah. else other people do. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the same rules apply whether you're in the country, suburbs, or city. And I don't know about you, but there's also this new one in my childhood state where uh, marijuana became legal. Nice. So now there's PSAs about, you know, not driving high. Right. Yeah, as there should be, because why would you do that? Yeah. But now that's kind of the new thing, in addition to all those other messages that you have been uh, talking about. Listen, it's, you know, as we're on the subject, just don't drive if you're under the influence of anything. Or tired, for that matter. uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to lead up to. It's like whether it's something you induced or if it's something because you're exhausted, just don't do it. Okay, it's not either don't leave where you're at if you can and wait until you are clear enough to drive Mm -hmm. or order one of the literal hundreds of ride shares that we have at our fingertips nowadays. Right, right. Because I'll tell you, the same people that are doing all of these inappropriate things while driving are the same people that have like baby on board sticker. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you know what? You don't care about that baby. I am baby. Avoid, you know, fucking my shit up. Just stop it. Because I'm trying to be a safe defensive driver and you're doing all that acting the fool. No, thank you. Yeah, that's, we we could go off on so many tangents on this, but let's bring it back to Midwest specific. I have a question for you, my dear. Yes, listening. Has anyone ever specifically said, are you from the Midwest? And here's my reason why I think you are. <laughs> you know what? No. Um, <laughs> I look very, very culturally ambiguous. And my accent is such that some of my R's are hard. Mm. Even though I, I can roll my R's, but they come out really hard sounding. And okay. no one can pinpoint where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know what? I was once applying for work in the South. Oh, boy. And the gentleman I was speaking with, so polite. He was fantastic. He's just like, I'm so sorry for my, you know, deep Southern accent. I'm not going to try to mimic how he was talking um, because I I would just feel so bad. For free, poor impersonations of Southern accents. Um, I'm not serving that this evening. But, and I said... Well, excuse my uh, very uh, neutral Midwestern accent, and he thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Because there's a few camps about, you know, or a few schools of thought, if you will, about the Midwestern accent, that Mm -hmm. there is, like, the type of accent that people imagine people from Wisconsin and Minnesota to have, and they're partially correct. But then, in my childhood, a city, people have i wouldn't say the new york accent but they add a d like dare oh, to things yeah and use guys and it's not everyone it's people like in my experience people of a certain generation that really laid into that yeah and spoke that way which i i thought was just like glamorous gorgeous everything i loved listening <laughs> to them talk and not to like laugh at them but i'm just like this is it well, this it's is also, the pinnacle. From my understanding, you know, the city that you have called home is very influenced with Italian backgrounds. And a very large Polish population. It's like the little Warsaw, I think they call it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but, you know, like, and both loud cultures. <laughs> you know, and, and I say that with all my love, but... Yeah, so it's really weird. And then the third school of thought is there is no accent. Yes. And having grown up with English being my second language, I don't know where I fall. I think it can be any and all of the above on any given day. <laughs> but like, do you do that mirroring thing when you talk to people and they have an accent and then you start speaking with an accent? Oh, my God. <laughs> can I just say, so there have been articles I used to read that you're exactly right. The Midwest doesn't really have an accent. It's one of the places. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's one of the places in all of America that people actually go. I've read celebrities will often come to Kansas City to study how to speak without an accent. 
excuse me? (laughs) Because we don't have accents. How is that possible, though? I don't know. I really don't know. But so, I, (laughs) being from where I am from, it is the country, and it is a bit slower, that, and we border Oklahoma, and Mm -hmm. when I... (laughs) When I go home and spend too much time at home, I end up getting <laughs> stupid fucking Southern accent back. And I have to, to this day, there are still certain words that I just have to watch because I pronounce them differently. Like, for instance, this isn't just a pronunciation pronunciation difference. It is just a word that I use. So what would you call the cold thing in your kitchen that you keep your groceries in the refrigerator yes i grew up hearing icebox and to this day i call it the icebox listen <laughs> my neighbor the one that lived to be a hundred over a hundred uh-huh. uh, they grew up in the time when they were delivering ice blocks so i'm sure she'd love the fact that you use the icebox Again, I grew up in a very small town where the idea of it takes a village was very prevalent. I was around my elders since the time I could start walking. Like, yeah. So I, I just, I grew up in this area of my, my great grandparents were still alive at the time. And my mm-hmm. dad's parents lived through the Great Depression. Like, <laughs> I was around people where that was just the norm. So to this day, sure. I'll call it the icebox. And my one of my friends is like, what fucking time period are we in? What are you right. doing? And I'm like, <laughs> antiquity. It's like, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I well, listen, okay, so I will I will hear you out on that. And I won't press too hard because it's like you're saying one of those regional colloquialisms that just like in wisconsin instead of a water cooler you know they say like bubblers or like drinking fountain right right? yeah or the whole soda pop soda pop thing sneakers uh tennis shoes gym shoes whatever Uh but also like i've even heard people from philadelphia they that say and and this is correct as i understand it that's a disclaimer Mm -hmm. that they instead of radiator they say radiator that hurts. Yeah, and at f- at first I was like, oh, my ears. But yeah. yeah, radiator like the gladiator, but I'm like, yeah, probably. Well, it's, I mean, I feel like that could be a whole topic on itself, just the w- different ways that things are said throughout America because we're so huge. But, I mean, I was, I'm still bullied for the way I say crowns. I know it's supposed to be crayons, but I call them crowns. Oh. Okay, I, I really thought you were talking about, yeah, the crown on the head, not the... Because uh-huh. crayons, crayons, it's like the whole February, like February Uh-huh, or thing. some people probably have no idea what I'm about to say, but crawdads. So those are like, like the little... They are crawdads, crayfish, crawfish. Uh-huh. I think there's a fourth one, and I cannot think of it off the top of my word, off the Shellfish. top of my head. But they're basically, they look like really tiny lobsters that we used to catch in the culverts on the side of the road. Jesus. (laughs) Talk about country, I know. Yeah, (laughs) country ass. (laughs) I mean, like, we lived in a state where, and, you know, working in a school where kids would literally roll up in a pickup truck with bales of hay in the back. I listen. We or had go brain. mudding in a quarry, girl. <laughs> we had uh, for Spirit Week in my high school. They would have like weirdest vehicle you can show up in, right? And uh-huh. I remember showing up to school my freshman year, and there was a goddamn John Deere tractor. Yes, <laughs> parked in the parking lot next to I shit you not. One of those tiny pink Barbie electric cars <laughs> that, like, kids drive in. Those are so baller, and I will die on that hill. I love those things. Right. And so it's just, you know, it's a, a fun fact for 
everyone out there, the reason that school starts in August is because, specifically in the Midwest, kids would be needed on the farm in the summer. Yeah, harvest season. Exactly. And harvest season ends around the end of August, early September. So that's why most schools in America don't start their fall semesters until August, September. It's just a layover from when kids were needed at home for harvest season. Yeah, yeah. And in many ways, kids across various parts of the Midwest still assist on family farms. I mean, like, I know they, um, I had a friend who was a champion goat shower. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and and those goats were the best. Like, I got to milk them and like, it was, you know, we had the leap of fence from uh, being bulldozed over by a cow and like, it was good times, you know? <laughs> but it's like, that's the kind of stuff that happens in the Midwest. And, you know, you drive an hour or two out and it's flat. The Midwest is beautiful, but it is flat. Oh, yeah. But that flatness, I think, is what gives it part of its beauty is that I know in Kansas, I think it's one of like the top 10 places in America to watch sunsets. Yeah, I believe it. And when I tell that to people, they're like, why? There's nothing there. And I'm like, that's the point. You can watch the sunset forever. Yeah. I, you sent me a really gorgeous picture. I've never seen, I I forget if it was a sunrise or a sunset, but from the mirror of your car, that sunset. one photo. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. Or even the ones where we went to grad school, they were this deep purple tinge color, like a watercolor. And mm-hmm. then when there were thunderstorms, the sky was literally orange. It looked like it was on fire. Yes. Which was it's, so cool. It's beautiful. I, The Midwest gets shit on, and in some cases, it absolutely deserves it. <laughs> but there is so much hidden, I feel, out here. And not just, you know, sinister, which we've talked about before, but beautiful things, too. Yeah, yeah. Why do we have such a high amount of serial killers from the Midwest, like Wisconsin? <laughs> I don't know. But it's it... gorgeous out here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what, when you hear the word Midwest, what is your initial thought? <laughs> Corn. <laughs> Like, I don't know, the Midwest, you know, like you said, it's it's this weird place kind of caught in flux where, like in my home city, where people during the summer complain about the heat, mm-hmm. love the fall that lasts all of five minutes, <laughs> and then complain about the winter because that lasts over half a year <laughs> right. most of the time. This The winter has been very mild as of late, but like, you know, and then act surprised, like, the winter isn't supposed to happen. We never had a winter. That's how what the approach is. And I'm I, like, <laughs> and yet you stay. This is like when New Yorkers shit on New York, but then they love New York. You know, it, it can't, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like a sibling. Only I can pick on my sibling. The rest of you need to shut up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, So it's corn, hating on the weather, but then also being like, I love this place. I can't imagine myself anywhere else. And <laughs> I guess, like, the accessibility to other parts, like, if you were going to road trip, because, again, the whole notion about six-hour drive, mm-hmm. I can do that in an hour. 14-hour oh, yeah. drive, bring it, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda. Yeah, Brenda. Sorry, Brenda's listening. There's no shitting on any person named Brenda. <laughs> There's that, but then I lo- the notion of politeness. So I don't know if you've ever been hit with this. Okay. That if you accidentally accidentally either bump into someone or almost bump into someone, and I don't know what it is, it's almost like instinctual saying ope. <laughs> the O-P-E, right? The ope, big ope energy. And, you know, there, during those times, the oping intensifies when you're in crowded spaces or moving too quickly. And then the natural reaction to be sorry, you're fine. Oh my god. I don't, like, you know, you know what I mean. You've seen this. You know this. I I don't know I if I got a penny, a penny, every time I said you're fine, I would be rich as fuck. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck, for real. I, I had a friend who, when they found out that I'm from Kansas, said, well, you don't say ope. And I don't. I don't really say ope very often. 
However, I immediately say, I'm sorry. To anything, everything, inanimate objects, random <laughs> person in the middle of the shopping center. Like, I'm sorry is exactly like what I go to. And most of the times, even when someone is the one who's bumping into me and doesn't say I'm sorry, they say, excuse me. My initial gut reaction is, you're fine. I Same. <laughs> is that Same. tone too? You're fine. No worries. Have a great day. The number of times I have said have a great day to strangers where I live right now and they look at me like I have three heads. Do we not say that like across America? Is that just not a thing? I don't know, again, <laughs> if it ties into the Midwestern politeness of like, no big deal. Let's keep it rolling. Yep. Um, and <laughs> I've also found that in addition to the, oh, sorry, you're fine, is the be blessed if you're in a church or religious <laughs> setting. <laughs> either be blessed or have a blessed day yeah and i love dropping god bless you's on people like (laughs) you know i'm not that person about the church like gung-ho about the church but there's just something about the politeness of it that you can't help but reciprocate it yep like yeah just so many things i mean hell even one time someone asked me so are you a native hoosier and my response was is that like a hoser because <laughs> in that respect i'm an idiot i guess <laughs> no if someone dead face came up to me and was like are you a hoosier i would have just went the fuck you just call me like fighting stance immediately <laughs> yeah. yeah midwestern <laughs> fighting stance let's go which is just standing there with your arms across your chest it's not much of a fighting stance <laughs> Oh, it's it's not like there's just kind of if you're a man, there's a lot of like screaming involved. <laughs> but if you're a woman, they will throw down. Oh my god, I I think that is a a rumor that has a lot of credence to it. Is uh-huh. Midwest women are unstoppable? Oh fuck yeah, like bulldozers. Absolutely, like. And this is not just a Midwest men are, are crappy or anything. No, they're they have their own vibes. I was I gonna know. say problems, but <laughs> but you like the idea of a mother bear or a mama bear that I feel is pretty universal across America has nothing to the flame of a Midwestern mother scorned. Dear God. Oh, it's terrifying. That is the wrath of <laughs> Of a thousand angels, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and those angels arrive in a minivan in a Dodge <laughs> Grand Caravan. With the, my student is an honor student on the back. Oh, that's when you know, like, there's the fear of God flowing through your veins, <laughs> and you better hope that she does not come out holding her Kate Spade or Coach purse. Oh my god. It's like it's like there are two women in the Midwest. You've got the one that you just said is in her Kate Spade Michael Kors purse, right? Yep. Or you have the one that's coming out in her dust-covered jeans, her hand-me-down plaid jacket that she got from her dad and has been working cattle for 5 hours and she got called to the principal's office because her kid pushed another one down at, at the recess. Like Both of these are going to leave the principal crying. It just depends on how. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The polite but intense manner in which that interaction will flow. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the wrath to be visited upon, let's say, the child. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Once they're home. I, I don't know many people who were as scared as hearing from their dad than they were as hearing from their mom from the Midwest specifically. Tell me about your experience growing up with that because mine has that flavor, but then immigrant parents. Which I'm sure is a extra seasoning that just kind of coats over everything. And I have oh, no idea. It, that's the ghost pepper of life. <laughs> the ghost pepper of life. Just not your cayenne pepper, none of that, or like a sweet bell pepper, nothing. <laughs> fully ghost pepper so so like my dad 
has lived and died to this day. He's still alive. I feel like I said that wrong. Will live and yeah, die. Yeah, I was like, oh no, is he okay? <laughs> Will live and die by the saying, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to give you my advice and you will live with whatever your consequences are. That's my dad. Which I think yeah. is a very sweet, fatherly way of helping guide his hell-bent daughter along the path, right? <laughs> the left-hand path. <clears throat> my my mom <laughs> would sit me down and hold my face and tell me, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do it, bitch. <laughs> this is where you fucked up, and if you don't want to end up in the fucking coffin, this is how you're gonna do it right. Like, <laughs> any... <laughs> Anytime, that is real talk. Oh, God. <laughs> anytime I acted up, it didn't matter if I was with family, if I was with friends, if I was at school. If I heard, I'm about to call your mom, different child. Absolutely. I would, hands in lap, mouth shut, please don't call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that, that is real. That is real. Um, For me, it was... Not so much the fear of angering my mom, mm. but the fear of her disappointment. Oh my god! Her disapproval was, you know, like psycho, uh, physical pain, whatever. I could be sawed in half at that point, but <laughs> if I make my mom sad with my choices, oh god, <laughs> that I, the idea of. Like my parents wouldn't even have to say I'm disappointed in you. It was the look. The look that conveyed a thousand words, and you would just sit there and cry. <laughs> yeah, and they're all synonyms for I'm disappointed. <laughs> yes. Like, I can't, like, how could you? We raised you better. I'm disappointed. Like, all of those things just wrapped into one look that is almost a side eye, and you just sit there, and your heart just shatters. Oh, gosh. I mean, with with my dad, that was the fear that, mm. you know, when he gave you the look, First and last warning. You only got the look once. <laughs> and then after that, it's about to go down. Yeah. And you know what? I turned out reasonably well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those where I I am in full support with, you know, talking to children as as people and not just belittling them and not immediately turning for aggression as a punishment like exactly here for it exactly. here for it however i am what my mother lovingly refers to as a wooden spoon survivor <laughs> i love and that Where, where's your support group <laughs> i need one <laughs> it's like it's one of those where it's like you have to laugh about it <laughs> Or else yeah. it's going to traumatize you. <laughs> right, right. And uh, that's what I'm telling you, though. Like, the Midwest, it's not just like... I, I feel like that calm on the surface is only because righteous anger lays right beneath it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you if you were to... Okay, you know how there's like the seven circles of hell... <laughs> <laughs> Where would you put Midwestern anger on? Ooh. <laughs> Which circle? I would, hmm, at least a six. You know, either either a low six, but a high five. Like right there in that cusp, that's where Midwest anger, I feel, lives. Wait, isn't it like the, the lower it the, the other number, way? the worse it is? Yeah, oh. I think it's the opposite. Because I was thinking like three. <laughs> three and two then, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Because it's, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't understand the Midwest, which, again, if you're not born here, I don't blame you. But there has been a lot of upheaval in this country that starts in the Midwest. And, you know, just for a very recent uh, example, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, Kansas was one of the first states that put on its election ballot, should we add to our constitution to basically ban all abortion? Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, well, of course it's going to pass. Of course it's going to pass. 
it failed 60-40. Uh-huh. And that set the tone. Everyone was saying this is going to set the tone for the rest of America. Because for some weird fucking reason, Kansas tends to be the 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 test subject. Not the test subject, but like whatever Kansas kind of goes with, the rest of the country kind of follows. And I don't know why it has that power, but it does. Like with uh, presidential elections, with other major things that are happening in the country, Kansas tends to be the turning point or the starting point. And when it failed so spectacularly, it kind of shocked everyone. But that's the point, though, is that there's a righteous anger that lives inside the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And I will add that historically... Midwesterners tend to be more conservative because there's still a lot of really rural areas Mm -hmm. with very, very highly concentrated pockets of blue Mm -hmm. in more urban areas in like one or two states of the Midwest. Right. And I'm not even talking like, I'm thinking that maybe one state was like a purple state in the election, but I'm don't quote me on that. But yeah, like... There is the notion that it's not just flatland and corn, it's also a lot of churches and, mm-hmm. you know, the, I, I guess, home-based values. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, th- that's all well and good, I think, but it that's why it, it is such an interesting place to be, because you get a little bit of everything. Absolutely. In whatever direction you move. Mm-hmm. It's weird, because the Midwest, like you just said, can change on a dime, depending on where yeah. you've crossed. Yeah, yeah. And if there's, like, let's say in the more open rural areas, if it, there are college towns, they mm-hmm. also do tend to think a little bit differently than, let's say, places that are uh, Christian universities, because mm-hmm. that in and of itself has its own kind of governing body. Right. You know, like, Catholic universities are often liberal arts, whereas mm-hmm. Christian universities have their own thing happening so that's also different mm-hmm. um yeah like small town americana i don't know come <laughs> at it midwest yeah it's strange though because at least growing up in that small town there was still the understanding of one treating others as you want to be treated the golden rule is a very mm-hmm. very hard line that you can't cross in the midwest and another of i don't In the politest way possible, I don't care who you are, what you do, what you say. If you show up and work, then that's, we're good. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You show up and put in the work, you could show up in Daisy Dukes. I don't care. If you're a hard worker, then let's go. Let's get this done. Yeah. So it's, it's almost paradoxical, I feel, in some instances. Yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with you going beyond the appearances because certainly like we saw all sorts of things when we were in graduate school together. Yeah. Like some of the local preachers that would trickle in. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the one gentleman who had uh, Harambe died for your sins (laughs) sign (laughs) and was openly calling. And mind you, this was in early winter. So, you know, people were bundled up. Right. And I stress that part because he was calling girls sluts and then saying, I don't want to start anything. I don't want to start problems. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> but beside the point. But yeah, definitely the hardworking Midwestern aesthetic of stay in your lane, family, America, and you know, the value of the home. Yeah. And I, I feel that, you know, slowly but surely, I know it's a lot of generational change as well, but I think it's going to trickle out eventually of family is important. And there's this really big push for making sure your family is safe and protected. Mm -hmm. However, it's now becoming less of blood and more of found do you think that's more in areas where it's larger concentrations of young people 
like university settings in more even like let's say it doesn't necessarily need to be urban but even a small city or a larger city where that kind of process is more prevalent because i can't imagine that that's still very openly a thing in more rural communities or small towns well it's kind of funny because the second that an outsider or an interloper comes into a small town Mm -hmm. the entire town bands together it does not matter like as long as your family has been there for a few generations you're set you're protected Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter and that can be a good and bad thing (laughs) Because you need some change to grow. But on the on the flip side, when it comes to... Because it's always like the big city business against the small farmer, right? Yeah, true. And in those instances, it's a good thing. You know, it's... Again, mm-hmm. it's one of those of... You, we are all... It takes a village to raise a child. And the entire village then becomes family. Yeah, yeah. And... It's it's difficult because as long as you are willing to adapt to small town life, mm-hmm. almost anyone can be welcome. However, it's when even people who have been there for generations try and start making big changes too fast, which is again in some instances not really fast enough, but we all we all know then it doesn't matter if you've been there for years, you're going to be scorned. Yes, yeah, and I I will add to that that there are some real pros, but then on the flip side, some real cons with that kind of approach. Because at least where I grew up, the big thing was neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you would kind of know where people were from based on the neighborhood they grew up in. Okay. And, you know, those were their own communities with their own events and goings on, um, own issues and so forth. And... (laughs) Like, people from one neighborhood could totally laugh at another neighborhood, be like, oh, well, those are where all the, like, snobs are, or, you know, yeah. this is where the, like, hipsterville is, and things like that, <laughs> and it, it's so interesting how it's a melting pot like that, but, yeah, um, <laughs> I will say, also, I've noticed this trend over the last several years of a lot of people from the Midwest migrating south. Hmm. to states like the Carolinas, Tennessee, and so forth, you know, for climate and other reasons, and maybe slower pace of living. Mm -hmm. Um, And that there has been quite a bit of pushback from, you know, people who were born and raised in those states where it's pushing up taxes, pushing out locals, if Mm -hmm. they're developing larger housing, you know, that impacts the value of surrounding area. Yeah. And these developments and, you know, there's this big frustration with why are these quote unquote Yankees <laughs> coming down? Uh, that's what they're called. Yeah, it's the Midwest is funny because it, it ranges. It ranges from like Kansas, Nebraska, the Dakotas to Ohio. Yeah. And to me, Ohio is not the Midwest. And Indiana is pushing it. But it's because I am from the literal middle of the states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that Ohio, which is like four states away from where I live, is part uh-huh. of the Midwest and basically borders Canada, I went, the fuck they think they're talking about? <laughs> Ohio is a strange place. This is not knocking anyone from Ohio, <laughs> but I'm sure you can agree to some extent with us. Yeah, it's it's an it's its own neighborhood (laughs) no it's so true like i case in point there was someone in my cohort in graduate school who was from ohio Mm -hmm. and i guess they lived in a more rural area because they would talk openly about how their dad would step outside and like pee off the porch oh my god you know and like states like indiana the crossroads of america you know, people go in and out all the time, and it was heavily industrial at some point, as right. were many Midwestern states. But I'm always going to be surprised at how many people had such a Southern twang when they spoke. Yeah, and it's weird how we're called Yankees in the Midwest when 
the Midwest is sometimes in some instances just as aligned with the South as, as anything else, but Yes, yeah, it's not like New England or something like that. <laughs> right, we're not, it, it, there's no, there's not a lot of big differences in some uh, ideology, ideologically, what am I trying to say here? Ideologies, that's the word I'm trying to go for. Yeah, and you know what, like throughout our conversation, I'm just like, oh my gosh, the Midwest sounds like a data processor, like it can just <laughs> adapt to anything. It does! The language, you know, uh, is it the South? Does it have more northern attitudes? You Who know knows? What? It can be all of it if you the, want it to be. The Midwest is the liminal space of America. Oh my god, the backrooms of America. That is the Midwest. Every goddamn state in the Midwest is the backrooms of America. That is terrifying. <laughs> that is but- like terrifying, but like raw power at the same time. <laughs> Untapped power. Midwest, you're sitting on something evil (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's a weird thing because you almost have a reluctant pride of being born and raised in bfe america and at the same Mm. time i didn't know a single person who couldn't wait to get out of it yeah it's it's a push and pull it's like what i've heard amongst many new yorkers that as much as they complain about new york be it like you know, the sizing issue, the housing costs, the overall cost of living, and just how cramped everything is, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't change a damn thing. Right. And this uh, same thing applies very strongly to my home city, where people can complain, especially when it comes to the winters, they're just like, fuck this place, but they can't imagine being anywhere else. And, you know, you have all these people that come in from the suburbs and as soon as they acclimate to the neighborhood, they they act like they've never been t- from the suburbs at all. But you you can tell who those people are. We're like, we, we smell it. We smell it on you. Listen, it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the wind. Don't get me started. It is not because of the wind. It is not because of the <laughs> fucking wind. I, honest to God, you don't even know how many people from city proper say it's because of the wind god damn it that is every midwesterner's favorite saying it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the wind but some people say it unironically they believe this to be fact listen i have my beef with kansas when it comes to weather because when people find out where i'm from they're like oh it must be mild there because it's the middle of the state or middle of the country right no motherfuckers It gets over 100 in the summer, and it gets negative 20 in the winters on really bad days. Like, and it is 35 mile per hour winds constant. Not gust, constant. Okay? And the humidity. The goddamn humidity for no reason. Because tell me, S, where's the water? (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Where's the fucking water? Why is it so humid in Kansas in the summer? It doesn't make (laughs) sense. You know what? T- take it up with with the the overlords of the Midwest, <laughs> which again just only leads credence to our argument about the Midwest being such a strange place. It's so strange, and I I feel like you know as we kind of like begin to wrap up our thoughts on the Midwest because there's there's endless thoughts about the Midwest, right? Yes, yeah, many thoughts, many feelings. Is that just to, you know, remember that the Midwest not only exists, which I might, that that might sound crazy to people who are like, of course it exists. It's a physical place. Right. But it's often overlooked. They just think it's Chicago. They do. It's either Chicago or Kansas City or St. Louis. Like, that's it. That's the only things. Milwaukee maybe exists. Yeah, sometimes Milwaukee. Yeah, because it's popping and expanding. Sure. And it's, like, there was extreme flooding that happened in Nebraska a few years ago. There is the Mm -hmm. F5 tornado that raised an entire town in Kansas. There is the train issue that is currently happening in Ohio. Like, yeah, the Midwest, like I said, starts to trickle out into every other state in America. And it's important to at least kind of keep an eye on what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Especially, especially when 90% of your freaking food comes from the Midwest. You're welcome, America. All right. If we're struggling, you're all about to struggle. <laughs> Back rooms. That sounds like a, <laughs> like a bad omen. It is. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, you know, people think the, the Midwest is just kind of like this derpy place. <laughs> You know, like, it's flat. There's nothing else going on. Like, there's so much going on. And it really has a rich history of industry and development. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Y'all should get into it. Yeah. The effects of the Industrial Revolution in some of the northern states of the Midwest. And, I mean, if anyone wants a rich history, look at Bleeding Kansas. You know, during the Civil War. It was a bloodbath here Mm -hmm. and you know that's the fun (laughs) the fun side of why kansas and missouri hate each other like i don't think any other two states really have the kind of history that kansas and missouri have listen missouri has beef with everybody (laughs) missouri deserves some of that beef though damn it take me out of my missouri (laughs) oh but yeah dear s do you have any Final thoughts and reflections of the Midwest that people absolutely have to know. Um, just say ope, say you're fine, and carry on with your day. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, say, excuse me, I gotta sneak past you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you do literally do the sneak, the sneaky walk. <laughs> While saying you're fine. Like the little snake hand of, excuse me, sorry. I just got to get in here real quick. (laughs) Girl, be blessed. (laughs) Have a great day. Have a good one. You know, little wave. Yeah. Girl, the only thing that's missing is like an open tongue kiss on the mouth, you know? Or a good whelp. Oh. (laughs) Tune in next time. All about whelp. Well, I guess I guess we'll be seeing you, listeners. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> if well you've enjoyed it, if you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, send us to your friends, tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone.